We are coming up to June, when lots of students will be sitting the B1 PET exam. So today I'm going to talk about the Cambridge Preliminary Exam or PET exam. This is suitable for school students or adults. More specifically, I'm going to talk about part three of the speaking exam or the collaborative task, where the two students have to talk together. I'll look at strategies for doing this part of the PET speaking test and an example model task you can use to help you. So here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbra, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels, or for those students who just want to improve their general English. For transcripts of these podcasts, please go to practicingenglish.com. Part three of the B1 preliminary speaking test will test you on your ability to talk together about things, how you interact with your partner during the exam. The examiner will want to know how well you can give your ideas and opinions and make suggestions and respond to suggestions made by your partner. At the end of part three, it is a good idea to come to an agreement, so the language of agreeing and disagreeing is essential. You have about two minutes to complete this test, so it's very important not to give your answer straight away. I mean, you'll be asked to decide which option is best. There will usually be six options. If you say from the beginning that option D is the best, then you have finished the task and said very little. If possible, but it's not essential, try to talk about all six options before you come to an agreement on one of them. You don't have to come to an agreement either, but it might be quite complicated for you if you are arguing all the time because of the complex language you'll need. If you argue all the time, you may not be able to think of anything else to say or you start repeating yourself. It is important to listen carefully to what your partner says so you can comment on his or her ideas. If your partner does not say very much, try asking them more questions to encourage him or her. Remember, you won't lose marks if your partner doesn't answer you. You may finish the test before the examiner stops you. If that happens, you can summarize why you made that choice. Just 
say again, in other words, the agreement that you came to. In the speaking exam, you are given marks for pronunciation, grammar and vocabulary, how to express your ideas, and how you interact with your partner. So, remember to use a variety of expressions and words. If you look at the dialogue below of a model answer, so you'll need to come to Practicing English podcast number 118 to see the audio script, you'll notice how both candidates don't just say, I think and I agree. They use other expressions too. There could be, there might be, that's a very good point. And I'm not sure you're right. That's probably true. Notice how they interact with their partner by using question tags. Isn't it? Don't they? Or expressions like, what about? What do you think? Don't you think? What's your opinion about? They come to an agreement at the end using, shall we choose? Yes, let's choose. Right, I'll let you hear the dialogue now. Listen for the phrases I used above and other useful interactive expressions they use. The candidates are Sophie from France and Lars from Sweden. You will also hear the exact words the examiner will use in the test. Now, in this part of the test, you're going to talk about something together for about two minutes. I'm going to describe a situation to you. A family are visiting a town for the day and want to visit a museum that they will all enjoy. Decide which museum would be best. All right? Now, talk together. Shall I start? Fine. Hmm, what is that first picture? I'm not sure. I think it's a type of musical instrument. It looks very old. So that must be a museum of old musical instruments, I suppose. There could be some interesting things to see in there. Well, unless they are musicians, I don't think the children want to spend time looking at instruments. You may be right. What about the doll museum? I love old dolls. I think they're fascinating. Well, in the picture of the family, the two children look like boys. Dolls might not be something that boys enjoy looking at. I don't agree. I think toys in general are suitable for all children. Anyway, 
What about the next picture? I think that's a museum of modern art, isn't it? Yes, I think you're right. Hmm, I'm not sure they would all enjoy modern art. It's not a subject everybody likes. What do you think? Yes, good point. I suppose the children would find it really dull. Now, what about the dinosaur museum? Most children love dinosaurs, don't they? Yes, especially boys. However, I'm not sure the parents would enjoy seeing dinosaurs. Don't you think the parents might prefer something different? I think most parents just go to attractions that their children like. It's so difficult to please everybody at the same time. That's a very good point, actually. But it says in the instructions to find a museum they will all enjoy. You're right. The parents won't fancy looking at dinosaurs. That's Probably true, although I love dinosaurs and I'm not a child. <laughs> okay, so do you think it's the same with the train museum? Maybe it's not an attractive idea for all the family. Actually, I remember a train museum I went to last year. You could climb onto the trains and touch the controls. It was great fun, but it depends. If you can't climb onto the trains, it could be a little boring. But what's your opinion about the castle? That could be more suitable for everyone, don't you think so? Yes, you're right. I suppose there's an exhibition inside. Of old objects, swords, and things like that. The children would love that. Yes, I agree. And the parents would enjoy the history they could learn. And the views, too. I mean, from the top of the castle. Shall we choose the castle then? Yes, let's choose the castle as the best museum for this family. Thank you. And that is the end of the podcast. Study those phrases and use them in your exam. Good luck if you're going to be taking a pet exam in the near future. And come back next week for part four of the speaking exam. Goodbye for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. You may also enjoy my book, The Tudor Conspiracy, a romantic thriller. For B1 and B2 students, come over to practicingenglish.com and click on the Tudor Conspiracy link.